Boating bay, boating bay, yeah. Boating bay. Watch the time, can't chase it. Seems like time's what we wasting. Do you need a vacation? Do you need some ventilation? Why you acting so impatient? No, it's killing the relation. Mine seem to be raised. Mine seem to be racing, y'all. Hit a jade and chase it. Pull forward in the face and pull forward in the face. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh, this is Risky Business, and today I have a very, very special guest. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Saren. Um, should I call myself? But I don't even know. This word is kind of too much. But um, I'm the founder of the Forever Saren Times, which is like a little news organization that I started on Instagram and YouTube, where I do like little news updates. So yeah. Um, what's your major, and like, what school do you go to? My major is, see, just a little bit complicated because I'm kind of in between majors right now, but um, I'm a communications major. Like, this is really what it's supposed to say. I'm a communications major, and I double minor in business and political science. How long have you known that, okay, like, you wanted to work in the news field in terms of, like, school and stuff? Because I know a lot of people come into school, they pick a major, and then they're just like, okay, like, what can this major offer me? But it's, you came into your major knowing what you wanted to do. So how long did you know? Well, to be completely honest, as long as I could remember, I really always wanted to be a journalist just because my dad was one. Mm -hmm. So like I really, I've always really known, but when I came into school, I kind of let everybody convince me that I didn't want to be a journalist. So I started out majoring in business and political science. And I was just taking my business classes like, you know, trying to become a corporate lawyer and then like make my way up to Congress and all that like type of stuff. So um, then eventually I just realized that I'm not really like business was cool and it was fun. Like I learned a lot of stuff like financially that I didn't know that I feel like is important for everybody to know. But um, eventually, like I did my first internship in a newsroom, um, my first newsroom internship. And I was just like, this is where I need to be. Like, I'm having so much fun. I'm learning so many things that I didn't know before. I'm going on all these trips, like hanging out with reporters. So this is where I need to be. And then I changed my major. Like, I went to um, UMD mm -hmm. for like a little convention they had. This was like two years ago, like right when I like started my freshman year. And I was like, I don't know why I picked this school. Did you get into UMD? Yeah. Sheesh. So like you got into UMD your first... Like, like no, not when you wanted to transfer. I'm talking about, like, when you started applying for school. Oh, no, I didn't apply to UMD. Uh, so what school did you apply to? I applied to... Oh, my gosh. Don't laugh at me. I'm not. I applied to Harvard. <laughs> I can't laugh. I, don't, I respect that. <laughs> like, I applied to Harvard. Um, I applied to Cornell. That was my dream school. Cornell okay. was my dream school because I just wanted to be in New York. And then I applied to um, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. um, that was the only school I applied to in Maryland because my dad went to UMD. And I was like, if I go to UMD, my dad's going to be like, oh my gosh, you want to copy me? Like, you know, yeah. that whole thing. So I was just like, because he's already in this field and stuff. And he didn't want me to be in this field. Like, he kept trying to like push me to like want to be like a senator and all that stuff. So when I was just like, no, like I don't want to do that. I want to do like what you're doing. So I um, changed my major at school because I was originally a business and mm -hmm. political science major because I've always like, really liked politics. So I knew I wanted to like do something political, but um, 
then I did my like my first internship was on Capitol Hill mm -hmm. and I was working like in an office with like Congress people and all that type of stuff and it was the most boring thing I've ever done in my life like going to work was cool just because I was able to say that I was working there yeah. but like the true experience of it was just whack so I was just like no can't do this so I changed and now I'm really doing everything my dad did I mean that's not bad though Talk a little bit about your uh, platform that you use to do your news um, reports and stuff. It's called the Forever Saren Times, right? Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing this? Well, I've only been doing this for, I think, two months. Is today the 25th? Yeah, today's the 25th. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> two months! So, today's two months. Um, I've been doing it for two months, but I've had this idea for such a long time. When I did my first newsroom internship at Fox 5, I actually tried to, like, make it a show there. Like, where... Because I was, like, trying to figure out, like, all right, I'm here in this newsroom. We're going on trips. But how can I, like, really be, like, hands-on involved in this internship? So I, like, wrote up, like, all these show ideas. And I was like, we have all of these, like, social media platforms. We have, like, a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram page. But um, there's not really, like, a face attached to it. And we're here as interns. We should, like, have more to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wrote up, like, a whole, like, show idea and presented it to the news director. And he was like, I love these ideas. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Only thing is you can't use our equipment. And mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, so where am I supposed to get equipment from? Um, so I borrowed my brother's camera and stuff. And we filmed, like, one episode, like, all of the interns. But everybody kind of, like wanted the show to go like in a different way or like schedule differences and stuff so we were only really able to do one episode so I kind of started it there and then wanted to bring it over to my next internship at Fox News but that was even more hard because you barely even see the interns that you're working with like in all the different departments so um yeah it didn't work out that way so I was like all right well let me just do this by myself and see how it goes and I and I did it and here we are now what would you say has been like the most rewarding part of this? I feel like just knowing that um, it's not really good to doubt yourself like ever yeah. because a lot of like the reason why I wasn't able to like start on my own doing it by myself was because I doubted that potential that I had to take it somewhere by myself. I always wanted to bring other people with me. So um, I think that that's like the most rewarding thing, like knowing that like even the people who support me, even the people who comment on my page every day, they're not necessarily people that I talk to every day. Sometimes I don't even know these people and they'll like get into these heated debates like under the post and stuff. And they're actually like interacting with this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's just like super rewarding. And also being able to say that I did something like on my own. Yeah. You know? What has been the hardest part? the time management and editing yeah. like i never knew how hard editing would be editing is so freaking hard like if i could find like an editor or something like that would take off so much pressure from me because like i'm not all that like computer savvy but i know a little one too and then yeah. when i don't understand <laughs> like i just go to youtube or something but um that's been super challenging and then also like going to school working and trying to like build your own brand is super duper hard and trying to like be consistent with it so that's something i'm trying to work on right now and just trying to become like a better editor because you know like sometimes 
the sound will like jump over to like the next video and you'll hear like a like the a half of like the next word when you're cutting like segments and stuff and that's like so hard yeah i know exactly what you're talking about like that's the same stuff that happens when i like record my podcast and stuff in terms of editing and stuff but what i will say that you probably don't know is like those little things people don't even pick up on notice like people won't even pick up on that's literally like stuff that's in our head because like we seen what it was in the beginning and breaking (laughs) it down and stuff like that um who are people like in your field you would say you look up to or inspire you i look up to a lot of people um Oprah Winfrey is my number one, like, inspiration. I love her so much. Like, she's been able to build, like, this huge empire, which is, like, exactly, like, where I want to go with mine. Um, This huge empire from, like, just being on TV once. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I love that. And then um, Jess Hilarious, who, of course, is from Baltimore. She's really, like, the inspiration behind, like, that whole, um, my whole page because she did, like, you know, um, Jess with a Mess Mm -hmm. and My News is Real. And I was like, but you know, like, this is like comedy. But what if yeah. you like actually gave the news? And because I'm not funny, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a cornball, but I don't know, like, how to like Joan all people. Like, I'm not that. Yeah. So I was like, let me try to like imitate this, like, in my own way, like, just being me. So she's like another one of my inspirations. I um, also, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I talk to. Yeah, no, that's a good list because they're definitely like they took their platform and brought it to different heights. Yeah, definitely. So like with that being said, where do you see um yours in three years from now? Dang, that's a good question. Um, wow, that's a great question. <laughs> um I hope to like really have built my YouTube channel to the point where everybody's kind of like anticipating like oh my gosh Sarah says she's gonna upload seven o'clock on Monday like you know everybody's like coming on my page and watching I do want like even more like engagement with the post um I want to get to a point where I'm just kind of like traveling all over the U.S. or all over the world interviewing like very influential people um and putting it on like different platforms dang that's a good question three years um, I do want to get maybe like brand deals. You know what I mean? Like yeah, sponsors. Yeah, sponsors. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to take this as high as it could go. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, I've been looking through your page, and pretty much like all the videos I've seen, you like talk about the news or like you'll speak on a specific incident or mm-hmm. something, but you never like. Not never, but you don't give your opinion that yeah. much. <laughs> so, I saw one of your videos was on Kodak Black. Yeah. Do you think he should be muted? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The whole Kodak Black situation. I... <laughs> All right. So, um, my take on it is I really don't think that the game, T.I., everybody that was coming up, coming after him should have put that on social media. Like, okay. I'm a big advocate of, yo, you got an issue, pull up. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. don't come and put it on the internet because this internet stuff can, like, really be blown all the way out of proportion. So if y'all see him as, like, a little brother in your field, like, I feel like it would have been um, 
it would have been very much more effective if y'all called him on the phone and said, hey, what you said was wrong. Because mm-hmm. then I feel like he wouldn't have even taken it. Because if you saw, like, he apo- he apologized, but he, he didn't really apologize. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they would have called him, like, in a sincere way, it was like, hey, little bro, what you said was wrong. Because a lot of people were thinking what Kodak was thinking, unfortunately, crazy. But, um, and he was able to say that, but, and of course, like, it was really, like, bad timing and the man had just died. Like, he's not even in the yeah. ground yet. You already calling <laughs> on his wife. Like, you know what I mean? But, um, do I think he should get muted? Yeah. I think everyone makes mistakes. And if he's sincere with his apology, then he should get a second chance. But he should learn from this. And, yeah. so, and so should everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, the, probably, that's probably the most objective take I've heard from anybody so far. Like, a lot <laughs> of people have been telling me, like, oh, Kodak? Yeah, mute him. Like, yeah. he's just a problem child and this, that, and the third. But thank you for at least being objective. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think, did you think Cardi B deserved that Grammy for best rap album of the year? I think that Cardi worked hard. She really did work hard. And so did everybody else in that category. Man, mm-hmm. Nipsey was nominated. Yeah, and Nipsey's was. album was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was fire. But to see a woman kind of like, because you don't really see many women. Like, if you think about rap, I mean, now you got a lot of females coming out and um, being able to, like, release their music and they're all finding success. But for a long time, it was only really Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So the fact that Cardi's up here and she's making a name for herself and she's working hard, if that was, I mean, it was meant for her, so she got it. You know yeah. what I mean? That doesn't really take away from any of the people nominated in that category, but I'm happy for Cardi, you know? I respect that, yeah. I it's it's been it's been a big topic of What do you think? <laughs> amongst me and my friends. Uh did she have the best rap album that year? I wouldn't say so. Yeah. But like I feel like she's the person who will do the most with the award. Yeah, definitely. Like her winning that award opens up things for Rico Nasty. Yeah. The City so Girls. Many doors, like yeah. it's it's she I wouldn't say she had the best rap album, yeah. but she's definitely gonna do the most with the award. Yeah. And I think that, like, also with Cardi, she isn't, like, she's very open with her success and she's willing to share that spotlight with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see her, like, post videos of her fans or, like, post videos and support other female rappers and stuff. And I love that, that she's, like, kind of, like, bringing everybody into her spotlight, you know? Um, would you wear Gucci again? Dang. <laughs> uh... I mean, I don't wear Gucci now. Okay. So, but... I feel like they're making... Sorry. Um, I think that they're making... Strives towards going in the right direction. I do feel like there's a lot that needs to be done. And then also, like, reading and doing, like, research. Um, a lot of these brands do that on purpose. Like, you know, like just to get like us speaking and stuff or maybe like somebody will bring it to their attention and they'll kind of like just swipe it off to the side. So hopefully this like kind of like changes it from ever happening again. I'm Mm -hmm. a firm believer in, you know, moving forward and showing that you learn from your mistakes. Um, So I don't know if that answers your question. No, it it does. (laughs) Like it's a it's a. 
it's a tough thing to like say like yeah. will I ever wear Gucci again I probably I don't know like I don't wear Gucci now yeah but um who knows like I feel like we all said we were gonna cancel H&M yeah but people still Everybody, wear yeah. H&M so it's like when are we as a because we have impact as a society as a minority group definitely so like when are we gonna actually start standing by what we say definitely and not just posting stuff on social media yeah so that's that's pretty much like if I see T.I. wearing Gucci again I'm literally <laughs> like no because yeah. all these celebrities like what if they hit him with that real big check like hey we really want you to be a part of this we're gonna pay you however hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. I feel like he would take that like you know yeah. what I mean I wouldn't blame like I as a person like I wouldn't blame him for taking that. Yeah. (laughs) But just to hop on social media and be like cancel Gucci or cancel this, cancel that. It's like, I mean, Levi example. Mm Mhm. Definitely. Um, Jordan Woods. Oh God. (laughs) Who would you say was mostly at fault? Well, I feel like Jordan knows it. Um. She was at fault mm-hmm. because, like, even in the Red Table Talk interview, she was like, I know I was wrong. I know I was wrong. Like, and I think that that's, like, the first step to, like, really moving past something, like, admitting your faults. Mm-hmm. Because in order for you to, like, really, like, be aware of, like, the the severity, like, you really have to, like, see your part in that whole situation. So, I mean, I know that she knows that she was wrong. Um, Tristan was wrong as well. Like, what? Like, you have loyalty to your wife. Like, this is your <laughs> wife. Like, this is not your girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this isn't, this is like, shorty that you just met in the street. Like, this is a lady who has your child. Like, you're supposed to be loyal to her. And you know that this girl is her sister. Yeah. So, if anything, cancel Tristan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he was completely wrong. And I, um, but Jordan was wrong as well. Like, they were both wrong in the situation. And, yeah. Yeah. Nah, it was definitely, when when that whole thing dropped, it was definitely like... Everybody was against Jordan, but nobody was saying anything about Tristan because you boys are able to get away with everything. Like, you know, Uh, females do a little something, and then, oh my gosh, she's a this, she's a that. But with guys, like, ooh, yeah, you know, you get chicks out here, like, da-da-da-da. And you guys kind of, like, get um, that affirmation from your fellas, like, and it's that's not fair to female. Like, it's a huge double standard, and that's... I see I see where you're coming from yeah. with that, definitely. But I think the reason why Jordan got attacked mm-hmm. was not just because of that. Like, people mm-hmm. definitely were, like, canceling Tristan, but it was the fact that she was close friends with... Definitely. Um, Kylie. Kylie. Yeah. And, like, that's, like... Sister, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, if it was Tristan and a random... Girl, like, yeah. okay, but like, no, not okay. Not, okay. not okay. It's not. It's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, like, all right, we're not gonna be at that girl's neck. We're probably gonna be at yeah. Tristan's a little more. But the fact that Jordan would backstab a family that she was close to like that, yeah, is like, whoa, like that's why I think she got all the heat initially. Yeah. But like, you know, looking back on it, of course, Tristan, she sucks. Yeah. Like, Hopefully, like, they get out that relationship. See, like, I, uh, anyway, it's okay. <laughs> let's just, let's just, you know, because y'all boys, mm-hmm. What, um, being that you're, like, uh, would you call yourself, what, a news reporter now? 
Hmm. I would call myself like. I guess you could say that. <laughs> so what advice would you give somebody who was let's say in high school mm-hmm. looking to like start or do something that you kind of do mm-hmm. what advice would you give them just do it like one of the things that really kept me um prevented me from doing this was really just like believing in myself or thinking like oh my god i don't have this i don't have this like i can't do this like you know just thinking too much like just do it if you yeah. got your phone and, you know, you got a little speaker on your phone, clear out some space, delete some <laughs> apps, do the videos and post them and the support will come. Like, if you're gifted and you're talented at what you do, no matter what that is, the support will come. And at first, like, you might not see, like, that that instant gratification, but it will come, like, definitely. Like, I feel like consistency is definitely key. So just, like, create a plan, stick to it, and... Just do it. Don't be afraid. And also, just, like, take time for your mental health because I feel Mm -hmm. like that's super important. Some days, like, I'm so burnt out from, like, school and work and all of that that I I come home and I'm like, dang, there's so many good news stories. And I can't really talk about them because I'm so tired. Like, I know I'm not going to put my all. I know that this isn't going to be my best work. I'm not going to write the best script. I'm not going to edit to the best of my ability because I'm tired. Yeah. So I sleep. Like, of course, don't let that sleep turn into laziness. Like, don't get yeah, used yeah. to, you know, being lazy. Um, but just put your hard work into it. Put your all into it, you know, and just be confident in what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming. Oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, my name is Saren, and this is the newest update from the Forever Saren Times. Has justice truly been served, or has all just been swept underneath the rug? Well, in the case of Jesse Smollett, I guess we'll never really know. Good news for him is that all 16 felony counts against him have officially been dropped. Take a look to see what he had to say about it. I've been truthful and consistent on every single level since day one. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. This has been an incredibly difficult time, honestly one of the worst of my entire life. But I am a man of faith, and I'm a man that has knowledge of my history and I would not bring my family, our lives, or the movement through a fire like this. I just wouldn't. The Chicago Police Department expressed their disapproval of the prosecutor's decision. Take a look to see what they had to say. Do I think justice was served? No. If someone accused me of doing anything that would circumvent that, then I would want my day in court. I've heard that they wanted their day in court with TV cameras so America could know the truth. But no, they chose to hide behind secrecy and broker a deal to circumvent the judicial system. The craziest part about this entire situation is that the prosecutor believes that Jesse is guilty. Take a look to see what he had to say. Does dropping the charges vindicate him? No. Does it exonerate him? No. Do you believe that he is innocent? I do not believe he's innocent. So you believe he's guilty? Yes. So why drop the charges? Based on all the facts and circumstances, based on his lack of criminal background. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So my question to you guys is, what do you all think about this? Do you believe that Jesse is truly innocent or this is just another case of a messed up system trying to bring a person down? Let me know in the comments below. Follow my Instagram page at Forever Saren for news updates on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And subscribe to my YouTube channel for news updates, longer news updates on Saturdays. Boating, baby. 
Watch the time, can't chase it. Seems like times what we wasting. Do you need a vacation? Do you need some ventilation? Why you acting so impatient? No, it's killing the relation. Mine seem to be raised. Mine seem to be racing, y'all. Hit a jade and chase it. Pull forward and I'm facing. Pull forward and I'm facing.